shut the door and then turned and started running. And I hear it, everything starts to slow down in this moment. I'm in, obviously in some cosmic space where I have an awareness of uh, multiple realities going on. And I hear the gun go off. Today's guest is Brian Scott. Barely walked away from a near-fatal shooting when two men broke into his home. His near-death experience led him on a fanatical search for answers, so he deepened his research into parallel realities, quantum mechanics, and consciousness to understand what the new world was doing when he got back from the hospital. Brian wrote the Amazon best-selling book, Reality Revolution, which teaches people how to create wealth, master their mind, and revitalize their health. We go over all of this, as well as how any athlete should approach his or her sport. Enjoy the podcast. The way of Will John. Guys, what's going on? We are back again with uh, even greater and greater guests. That's what we do here. It's continually push the envelope. We have with us today, Brian Scott. Brian, what's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, like I was saying before, uh, I ran on to, I was, I was introduced to you by my favorite podcast because you know how it is. You, it's rare that I have a bunch of time to listen to a bunch of podcasts. So Mysterious Universe, which you may know this podcast. Have you heard of Mysterious Universe? I don't know. It's always cool to hear somebody else reference me. So I like it. I like it. Okay. So Mysterious Universe is a massive podcast, massive. Uh, Years ago, now they mm-hmm. must have. It must have been Reality Revolution. Have you written any other books other than Reality Revolution? Right now, I just got the Reality Revolution. Hopefully, you'll have another okay. one soon. Okay, okay. So, it, it, I would imagine. When did that come out? About three years now. Um, guys, obviously, we'll link to this book, but you guys will. You guys are going to, want to read the book by the time we're done with this conversation. They went on to in in detail go into a story that I would rather hear from you. Uh, that started off with what was home invasion and stuff. I don't know if this is something that you want to re- relive. I, I imagine, based on the things that I've seen, that you have talked about it, at least uh, you refer to it. But the story was absolutely insane. Uh, insane in, in a way that it, 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 it was a catalyst for you to change, to have a different outlook on, on the world. And um, I don't want to ruin any of it. If you're, if you're okay with telling that, that it would sure. come from you, it, it'd be 10 times better. It's a story I, I've obviously had, had to tell quite a few times. And it, uh, you know, I find it, it's very similar to a lot of stories I hear where people have near-death experiences and they sort of re-examine their life. Uh, so going back, you know, this is when this all happened, when the Broncos were in the Super Bowl against the, um, the Panthers. Um, so it's a big day. I'm a huge Bronco fan season ticket holder. And so, um, you know, I had been studying and researching consciousness for a long time. It wasn't just this moment where it happened, but I was still, I was still lost a little bit. You know, I mean, I I had not really stepped back and looked at what my role in life should be and what I want to do and things like that. So I had the knowledge downloaded, but I, you know, it was not being used. It's kind of, kind of where I was at. Um, and so, you know, my Broncos win, I'm all excited if, if, you know, when your team wins, what do you do? You sit by the TV and you just watch all the highlights, what everybody's going to say about your team, right? I mean, it's the one chance your team just won, right? So I'm, you know, I'm just sitting on the couch and it's late. It's like, I'm, I'm staying, I'm going to stay up as late as they, as they, as they're talking about it. You know, they could be talking about the same thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, barely in that sleep state, kind of, I kind of going to sleep. 
and you know the TV's on, and I hear a little voice, and it tells me to get up, and you know nobody's. You know I dropped my girlfriend off, so I, I knew it. Something's going on. Maybe I was dreaming. I I, I kind of you know groggily look up, and I see that um, the porch door is open halfway. And I had a, a little house at the time where I had a living room. And you could go around to the bedroom and both faced out to the backyard where there's a pool. And so um, when I looked out, I said, oh, I left my door open. My cat's going to get out. Oh, no, what have I done? You know, I'm not even thinking really about it. So I'm looking around for the cat, I'm looking down and I get up and I'm looking down and, and I get to the door to shut it. And I look up and there's this kid with a gun pointed at me. And I kind of see out in the backyard and there's my stuff is strewn across there. And, it, 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 you know, I had been so out of it. Maybe I had fallen asleep, but they, they probably came to my backyard. They looked in through the other room. They had seen that nobody was in bed. They probably thought I wasn't there or whatever it is. So they started, they, they went in through the other door and had started taking stuff out. And it was just a home invasion. Um, they were trying to, you know, they had done this in several homes as, as I later learned. Um, so I, um, shut the door and then turned and started running. And I hear it, everything starts to slow down in this moment. I'm in, obviously in some cosmic space where I have an awareness of uh, multiple realities going on. And I hear the gun go off and it's not like in the movies. It wasn't like, boom, you know, it was kind of like a, a pop, you know? And then um, I, I, I can even feel the bullet. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm unaware of everything, but the bullet hits the glass. It's a double paned door, right? So, and then there's this long moment between the second glass shattering. And then, the, and, 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 and I'm running and I feel something almost like a bug bite on my back, on my shoulder. I, I feel something as I'm running. What was that? I hope it was, you know, as I hit, I turn the corner and there's somebody in my room and he's got a gun. And he starts shooting at me. Um, and at no point did I feel like I was, I was scared at all. I felt, I, I felt like everything was going to be okay. Um, I could, as I was walking, I could see versions of myself lying in a pool of blood. I could see myself dying over here. I could see these versions. I thought that I was dreaming. I still thought I was dreaming. Obviously, this is too crazy to be happening. So I run back and, you know, fortunately I had my phone in my pocket, ran outside, called the cops. They, they go, you know, it turns out that they had shot at me and the bullet had bounced off my back. And it was one of those 22 pistols, right? So if it had entered at a different angle or gone a different way, sometimes that can be worse than, than, you know, a heavy caliber gun, you know, it, it, it go, it would have bounced around and I would have been just, just, just devastated. Right. So uh, you know, I, I got my shirt off, you know, got my boxers on, they, they send me to the, send me to the hospital, you know, and I, you know, I, I get out of the hospital and they say, we don't see anything. It looks fine. You know, nothing happened to you. Uh, I got the, you know, this hospital slippers with no shirt and a little paper gown. And I'm, I'm Ubering with that at that point. Cause they'd ripped off my pant, you know, and I, and I don't have anything. <laughs> so I go back home and, and there's this, uh, you know, there's this, event and the people that had done it had lived across the street from me and there's helicopters and then and, and they're coming in and um you know I, i'm i'm kind of uh what happened i didn't understand what happened and um you know i i, I kind of started looking back on it and as i entered into my home 
to kind of, you know, I found my cat, fortunately. My cat was, it was okay. But uh, everything was a little different. There's stuff that's different in my house, different lamps, stuff I would never buy. Um, people are calling me that would not call me. And I had texts on my phone that I, I don't remember texting. And things are different. I, I, I'm, I'm obviously concerned that something, there's tr some trauma that's happened. You know, I, I'm, I'm fully aware of all the psychological background. Something has happened. There's a trauma that's happened. I'm experiencing some sort of schism in my memory. The more I had started to get back to normal, you know, I'm, you know, I'd, I'd go for a run in the morning, right? And usually I'd run across this lot because it was a, you always get into your pattern where you run, you run across the lot because, you know, I can, I can, I don't have to go around the corner, you know, and I get to this lot where I usually run and there's a building there. And, okay. So I'm very, you know, I reach a point where I'm, 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 very concerned about my own um, mental well-being. I'm concerned that something has happened. So I start going to, you know, psychiatrists. I had a background in this stuff. I'm aware of, of what, the, what I could be diagnosed at. And more and more, I started to understand, even when I'm talking to my kids, it's just subtle variances in the way, like the music that they like. They would never have liked that music when they're talking to me. And, and it just just very subtle, but I noticed it. Um, I'm a huge movie buff, right? So I, I know what movies are going to be coming out. And, I, and there's these new movies coming out that I, I, I what? You know what I mean? Like, that's a subtle thing. For me, it was a bigger deal because I knew that, you know, I'm, I'm in that world where I'm watching variety and I know the movies coming out. So um, I was convinced that I had shifted into a parallel reality. Part of this, I think it happened because I had, had been experimenting with that. I had been, I, I knew about the physics of, of the multiverse and had been trying to do quantum jumps in meditation and had experienced some effects. So I had believed my consciousness had sort of removed the veil a little bit. It was a little bit looser at the time when I started doing this. And when this happened, it was a sudden emotional burst of energy that shot me into a place where I could see the multiple uh, options available to me. So, you know, after I, I, I started experimenting with this and, and I, I'm aware that I, I can shift into realities. Um, and then I'm looking back on it. I realize, you know, what have I really done? And 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 I shouldn't be alive. And, and you know, what would I have left behind if if that dude's bullet had just, you know, sliced me up? I would have, you know, I would have been ashamed at the life that I had lived and what I contributed and what I'd done for the world. And so it was a huge motivator because I realized. I need to change and I, I have a chance, even if I live for two months, for the next two months, I'm going to, I'm going to focus my life on helping people with the knowledge and information that I had. And it just shifted my awareness beyond myself into what can I do to be of service and help other people. And it was a, a you know, I, I, every single breath at that point was, is a blessing. Every time I blink my eyes, it's, an, it's, it's another time I can blink my eyes that I couldn't before. And so I'm walking along. It doesn't matter how shitty my life is. I'm, it's better than being dead. Right. And, and so it, it's pushed me like a, a huge wave. Um, my whole life had, had changed at that point where, um, I had, I could take these things that I'd learned and I could pass them on to other people, techniques, ideas. Uh, cause as if you follow my podcast, you know that I'm, I'm a nerd. I, I, I read a lot. I, I read a lot. And, and, um, so it, it sort of it, over time started to evolve to where, uh, a lot of people were on a similar path where they could learn and, and maybe they, they didn't want to do the reading and stuff. So I, I, I kind of became a filter, a conduit where I could take a lot of information and then like, like 
present it to people and, and they could assimilate it. And so people have kind of used me as a conduit to learn about this stuff. Uh, I've, I've never claimed to be a guru because I, I'm always going to be a student to the very end. I don't know. And as you get with my podcast, I'll, I'll read stuff, I'll contemplate stuff, but I'm not going to be saying this is how it is. I'll say, maybe this is how it is. Isn't that cool? You know, and so um, a lot of people have responded to to that. And so as a, a form of service, I'm sort of a filter where I can take complicated concepts of spirituality and consciousness and then and 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 bring it to people and then kind of transfer it. And that's been, um, uh, you know, that's what's ended up happening with my podcast. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I'm so happy that I got this second chance. You know, I didn't, you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I'm so happy I got this second chance. That's what I'm writing about with the book. That's why I was inspired to do my podcast and I'm continuing because it, uh, I had learned easy ways to change my life. And as I started to understand, I could shift into realities of my choice. And everybody can. People are um, talking about the law of attraction. Maybe they don't understand what's really going on. So I tried to understand the physics of it, the dynamics of it, what exactly is happening. And I um, have I've created some systems and techniques and some meditations where people can, in, in the worst situation, they can be completely broke. They can have lost everything and they think it's there's no hope. And they can start using some of these techniques. They can shift into a reality where everything's perfect. And I'm just continuously every day getting people that have come to me that are that are, have found that this is the way that they could overcome whatever they're going through in their life. Um, you know, as, and 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 I'm constantly trying to gather new material that confirms this and, and broadens and expands it, like Neville Goddard and Joseph Murphy and others. Um, you know, that, that that's basically what happened, and that's kind of my story. That's my origin story. It's, it's an call. unbelievable story. It's an unbelievable story. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's in, in a way, you know, we talk a lot about in our society about this, the the cliche of the, I mean, it, I guess it, it sounds like a cliche, right? The near death experience or someone getting shot and then changing your life. But the way that this has happened, the the, the massive transformation, and you've already touched on a bunch of things where uh, that are the rabbit holes that I want to go down. And I want to start with that, which will give people a better understanding of what you found, who you studied. I mean, you've, you've rattled off some names. And I also am very much a nerd. And all behind me here are books from people that you would know, some that you wouldn't. We're but they're all that, in that world. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 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 And so um, uh, I, I want to get into, because it's always great to have somebody who's, who's, who's doing this basically, you know, 24-7. Give me as best you can. And for people out here that, I mean, you're, you're talking to a, also a whole lot of athletes and young men who are definitely also trying to figure out what they want in their life, uh, what, get money and, and yeah. start stuff and get security and stuff like that. So I, I want to start with, before we get to those things, as best you can, uh, a basis for reality, a basis for how it is possible to let's say, since most people have heard of this manifest or change your life or whatever it is, if we can get there to give someone uh, an understanding of how it is and how that's possible, then I think we can go a little deeper. Uh, yeah. I, into you're, you're, you're probably like me. And, and so there's, I think there's like two perspectives. Uh, there's a, the feminine perspective is manifest. I don't care how it works. I'm just going to, I'm going to imagine something good and something good will happen. And the sort of masculine perspective um, even for girls, there's, there's, it's just a perspective that I need to know what's going on. I need to know exactly how this occurs. Right. And so, uh, I, I gather that's a little bit, that's kind of where I'm coming from. So 
a lot of what I'm trying to do is explain how this is occurring. But um, the bottom line is whatever reality that you want actually exists right now. There's a version of you that is absolutely successful in whatever sport that you want. Sign the biggest contract that you want. Sign the biggest sponsorships that you want. Already exists. And so you can actually tune into this timeline where this exists. And for some, it, it, the, the process of shifting from one timeline to another is frustrating. It's a test. It's a spiritual test. Um, but if, if you follow these basic principles and you're patient and you have faith and you continue to use your imagination properly, you can enter into any timeline that you want. Uh, the only thing that's going to stop you is your belief in, a, in, in the possibilities of it. Usually the, the primary thing that stops people from entering into those realities is they simply do not believe that it's possible. You know, and, and so there's extremes to this, right? Uh, you know, my friend that comes to me and says, I always wanted to be an NFL quarterback. You know, that is a high vibration, completely different level of reality that you do exist in. But it would be like uh, if you wanted to jump onto a, a moving train that's a bullet train going hundreds of miles per hour. If you jump on, you're going to get smacked. But if you can catch speed, if you can be going the same speed as that train, you can get on it pretty easy. So sometimes with the shifts that we're talking about can be complicated. They can require you taking bold actions. They can require literally changing the way you remember your past. A lot of times people will be blocked from certain futures because they're living in the past. And so, you know, imagine that you're in a video game and you just woke up today in your body. This is the first time you've never actually been in this body. You think you've been living in it all this time, but you've never really been in this body just now. And it's a game to determine what you want to do. And usually the, the limits to the simulation or the game is your past, but you can even change that. You know, Neville Goddard teaches we can revise our past. So uh, for manifestation, there's differences in how it works. You can attract stuff to you. And for, for what we're talking about in the multiversal parallel realities, it's more than just attracting something to you. It's shifting into a reality that already exists. Understanding the physics of timelines and parallel realities in the multiverse gives me an advantage in this process of understanding that imagination does create reality. Imagination is just a conduit that's guiding me within this diverse multiverse of different realities. And the more I experiment and teach and share these techniques, the more I learn from other people, the more I get better and better at it. And the more the, 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 the sort of veil between these realities is, is dissolving because we're in an age where the, our access to this multiversal reality is increasing more than it has before. Uh, and so kind of the, the, the podcast is sort of kind of like, I'm, I'm uh, Walter Cronkite just reporting on how the world is changing and what I'm learning, right? And I'm just reporting on it because uh, what we're doing now is different uh, than might've been done five, 10 years ago. And in particular with sports, it's the perfect thing. The very best coaches are the ones that shift their teams into realities where they can see that they can win, that they can see that they're successful, that they believe in their self. Um, their very best players have this unique innate ability to believe in their own abilities and accept a lot of times uh, some of my favorite, um, favorite athletes, they just can't cross that one barrier because they simply 
don't have a belief they can they can go to that next level and it has nothing to do with their skill or talent it's all about the 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 energy and the way they're shifting into that reality and it's so it's not super i may sound like it's super easy as i continue to do it 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 there's all kinds of variables it's much more complicated than we think it can be simple um but it you, you the, the wonderful thing about sports in particular is that you're competing against other people that are shifting realities and so it's always a test of their imagination when i see two football teams two soccer teams whatever i see two teams that are battling their own imaginations and that's one you know who who imagined that they could win more who believed they could win more? It comes through in every single heartbeat and the way they move their, their toes and fingers and everything to shift their body, the commitment. So, um, sports is sort of, uh, a, a, a way of evaluating our own ability to imagine in some ways. If you know, if you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, that's one of those things and we, it gets touched on. And what's funny too, you know, being in our, in our space where we, we create all these, these videos on sports and speed and stamina and, you know, getting stronger and all, all that stuff, which is, it's so easily forgotten. I mean, it's very easy for us to put out the, the newest skill move like this and get a lot of views and stuff like this. But when we put out videos on your mentality, uh, videos on how to deal with anxiety for certain reasons or how to shape your mental world, how to get visualization, obviously, is a massive thing in sports. Uh, it's, it's, it's not talked about. Too, it's obviously changing. Just like you said, things are changing. We're having sports psychologists, people with an understanding of what visualization and meditation and things like that do to the body and, and, and the brain. But it's still not the thing that everybody wants to spend all their time doing. And so with that in mind, could you touch on the, this will be the last thing within that reality uh, space, but could you touch on the actual practical steps that someone could take in order to do this? Because I'm a guy or a girl, you know, uh, that wants to change their life and regardless of its sports, because that was one of my blind spots too, is my, my, my dad had kind of showed me this visualization technique and I, I used it to, to make, to score goals as a, as, as a kid to just, you know, to just create this whole thing. And I never extended it out into my life. I never thought that I could use that. It was just, it, no one told me I couldn't. I just was, I was so focused on sports that that's where I was like, ah, oh, visual and goal. I loved it. And the emotions, you know, which is a big part of also trying to create this world that you're, you're trying to feel it and, and stuff like that. So maybe just to give everybody just something that they could do immediately. Uh, what are the practical steps for trying to change the world the way you want it? Yeah. Just as a side note, you know, Phil Jackson was such an ex uh, exemplar coach and he was always having his teams meditate. And so if you're in an, in, if you have an interest in shifting your reality, um, you have to come to terms with your thoughts and your mind and your imagination. So, um, you know, I suggest the first step that you do is you, you spend five minutes and you get into a place where you can enter into silence and watch your thoughts. Sounds cliche. It sounds simple, but you're never going to have control over your mind or be able to visualize properly because we can sit and visualize for a couple of minutes, but then we can go through the day daydreaming about how horrible we are. And so we're always battling every thought that we have. So the first step is getting control and becoming aware of our thoughts. That's the first step. And it's a simple step. Get into a place where you can sit in silence and observe your thoughts. As your thoughts come up, you treat them sort of like you ever hear the radio next door where somebody's playing loud music and you eventually kind of ignore it. So that's what your thoughts are. You don't attach yourself to those thoughts. They are streams. 
you're always just communicating. So a lot of times we self-identify with our thoughts. We say we have this horrible thing come up and they we, we say, that's me. But it's just a thought stream that comes through. So we get to a place, we get eventually you can get longer and longer. And then as you go through your day, you start to become aware of negative thoughts that come up. And, and it's amazing as you're as you went down this rabbit hole, how often we have negative thoughts that we're not aware of or how the can'ts, won't, do's. When you really put yourself in a position where every thought is now critical, and if I have a bad thought, you're, everybody's going to have a bad thought. It's just the way the human mind works because we're just attractors of, of thought streams all the time. Um, now, when you do, you need to acknowledge it. You need to say, I, I, I refuse to admit this to the law. This thought is not a part of the law. Remove it from the law and then imagine something different. So, you know, if you're in soccer, as I call it in America, soccer, right? Um, you know, if you uh, imagine yourself um, kicking that ball, kicking the soccer ball into the goal, right? And, and you see somebody blocking it later through the day, but you sit and visualize and you see yourself doing it. But then, um, so you need, you need to immediately acknowledge that thought, understanding that thoughts are power. And then the feeling as you start, the second step is you start to integrate your feelings. So you become aware of the thoughts and the feelings that um, become the magnifier to the thoughts. So um, then you slowly start to become aware of what feelings you have. When you have these negative thoughts, what feelings you have. And so the next step is once you've kind of gotten to a place where you, you're aware of your thoughts, you start to create thoughts, imagine thoughts, create your own movies of things that you want. And then you start adding layers of feelings. Feelings are the secret, as Neville Goddard teaches us. So everybody has weird thoughts that come up. But if you, uh, you if you remember back in your life, the big things that happen, they always are tied to emotional events, things that come up in your body, feelings. So for some people, this is hard. But if you can sit and imagine the things that you want, after you've come, just given yourself some time in silence, a lot of times people try to imagine and they haven't really dealt with their mind a little bit. So it's good to relax and center themselves and get to that blank space. There's a sort of void. It's just like clearing the chalkboard so that you can erase all the stuff so that you can then draw something you want. So you get into that space after you've gone through the void and cleared your mind, and then you start to bring up things to imagine. Now, some people, they struggle with imagining. So uh, at, at first, the best thing is go back and look at moments in your past to bring up feelings. Think of something that what's the best experience of your life when you were the most excited, you were most proud of yourself, and then start to um, daydream of things that would happen that would cause similar feelings. Bring those feelings up, magnify them, try to magnify them, and then see yourself doing the thing that you want to do. Now, it's natural for you to see yourself doing it from third person, which is normal. And that loses, if you imagine, uh, for instance, you want to have large sums of money and then your manifestation is brought to you when you watch Breaking Bad and you see a big pile of money on TV, um, that's because you didn't feel it. You just had, you just, you didn't, you had this flash where you wanted to see large sums of money in your life. You didn't put the, the feeling of, imagine laying down on that large sum of money, the feeling of the cash and, and, and then suddenly something will happen different. So we, we, we always are very visual creatures, but each of our senses are also visualizing. Some people can do it through sounds and they imagine somebody saying something. 
great job. You did fantastic there. Um, some people do it through um, visceral feelings in their body. Some people can even do it through smells. Um, and, and you get to a point where you can access all of your feelings and emotions. And if you can sit, it, for most people, because their minds are so wild and crazy, it might take 17, no less than five or 10 seconds. But if you can get to 17 to 20 seconds of vivid imagining, feeling it, creating it in your mind and doing this on a regular basis, what's happening is your shift. It's imagine yourself on a boat where you're just rowing along the boat and this reality that you want's over there and you can just shift the stream that you're into. And then you move into this reality and slowly these things will start to come up as Neville Goddard calls it a bridge of incidents will then start to occur from the moment that you're at that seems so natural that you'll even reach a point where, did I imagine this? Uh, the beauty of the system is it's set up so that you always have some little question or even you forget that you imagined it. It's not so obvious. If it was obvious, then it, it doesn't seem um, to be as powerful spiritually. So you're always going to question it. You're always going to go through a period of time where you don't believe in it which is very common. People are going to do it and like, ah, this doesn't work. I've been doing this forever. It doesn't work or I'm not doing it properly. But if you continue to do it, having complete faith as Jesus tells us to do, if you believe it, you know, that's all you got to do. You got to believe that it's already happened. And so you, you follow this stream and you continue to imagine you will find yourself in that reality. If you have the faith and you commit yourself to it. But the, the second ingredient, the technique is it's really important is that you take some sort of bold action. That bold action confirms your faith. Uh, a lot of people think they can sit on their couch and do it, and there's some really good masters that can, but in most cases, you establish your faith and you start to push the energy towards what you want by taking some bold action. The, the action might be irrelevant, but you yourself, I'm going to go and take a bold action. I'm going to try out for this team. I'm going to send this letter. I'm going to do something. And when you do, it's just saying, I believe. And then, and then, and then you push yourself towards that timeline. So to make it simple, clear your mind, try to evaluate your mind in a cleared space, then try to imagine with feelings and do it on a regular basis. That sounds simple. Uh, some people struggle with it. I, I've created meditations and there's some great ones on YouTube that you can use to, to kind of push you along and guide you into this creative process. Um, you know, I have reality shift for some people. They don't, they feel like they don't have time to meditate. I have five, 10 minute ones. And there's some other ones out there. You can do these techniques in five to 10 minutes. And as you continue to do this, it's not just your physical actions. You know, you people try to visualize themselves hitting a free throw. And that's something that's easy to visualize, right? But once we start to get into complicated dynamics beyond our body and the world and, you know, winning championships and things like that, um, there's a part of us that still doesn't believe because the past is, our, we're living in this body that the past tells us it's not. So you have to commit. You have to completely give yourself to this new reality continue imagining and doing things towards it as if it's already happened. And then uh, walking around in your day, playing make-believe like we were when we were kids, that it has already happened. Not that it's going to happen or some expectation, but spending some time in the day where you can actually just fake it, make-believe, Walk around like you're the champion. Walk around like you're the billionaire. 
And for some people, they struggle with this. But I promise you, if you go back to your childhood, you used to do this all the time. You played like you were the superhero or whatever. Walk around. And when when you go to the restaurant, the restaurant's serving you the champion. You can imagine she's seeing you as the champion. You just walk around and play this make-believe game. You're not crazy. You're not insane. You're, you are God. And you have the ability to completely control and change your reality and other people's realities. And it, it takes some initial steps. For a lot of people, uh, they simply don't believe because they're living in a body with millions of different memories and experiences that have shown them this is not true. So I, I, I'm not telling you to believe me. I'm telling you to test this out. I'm telling you that you have nothing to lose. It doesn't cost you anything. I'm telling you to test this out, to go out and clean your mind and then start to bring up visual characteristics. If, if it has to be memories that you tweak, um, there are some people that can do it without visual. I, I have a lot of people when I have episodes like this that say, I can't visualize, Brian. I promise you that you do visualize all the time. I promise that you, it may be different than what other people can conceive of, but I, you can believe and you can, you, you can start to really change the way you think. And there's different things, sounds, smells, thoughts. Uh, if, 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 if you struggle with it, write it out, write down your dreams. What would your day be like? You wake up in the morning. Um, you know, Neville Goddard's made it the, the easiest way for us to visualize because the most powerful time to do these techniques is right before we go to sleep. So uh, that's when you're in touch with your subconscious, which is the all-powerful entity that is able to shift you into whatever reality. So as you're going to sleep, you imagine that you're going to sleep in that reality. Not that it's happening in the future. You're, uh, so if you want to uh, live in a seven-bedroom mansion, how easy is it for you to close? And so, so say that you, you live in New York, but you want to have a seven-bedroom mansion in Los Angeles. You go to sleep in your bed and you imagine that you're in that seven bedroom house and you imagine that New York is to the east of you and that you just, there's a natural way of thinking. We always have this little moment when we go to sleep where this is where I am. This is what I'm going to sleep as. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to do tomorrow. Continue to do this every day and suddenly you're going to wake up in that seven bedroom mansion. You know, it's going to happen. May, um, yeah. there's tweaks and you might find it, you know, a friend invites you. So you got to keep on. This is my seven bedroom mansion. Uh, the universe has a, a way of playing games and making jokes. Um, and so you'll learn as you go along, Hey, it worked, but I need to tweak it. But uh, as you get better at imagining, um, then it's going to be easier and easier. And even if it takes a couple of years, keep on doing it. I'm proof. Your proof, there's a billion people out there that have done this. People are doing it all the time. They don't even know, aren't even aware of it. You can do it. So that's my best example. I know uh, that might have not have been a super straight answer for a quick technique. No, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's actually great because for what I'm always interested in is exposing people to these sort of ideas. And for someone who hasn't heard this, for who hasn't read a book by any of these people from the new thought era, uh, you know, they it, it's completely it's like you know a, a english speaker learning chinese i mean it's truly foreign to someone who's not and i love exposing people to this because i mean god only knows when when it catches on to someone who 
who otherwise feels completely hopeless, right? I mean, I've seen some of the comments of people on your, you know, I mean, you've got a bajillion reviews, right? I mean, your, your book is quite popular. And the people who are just like, this changed me, this, this, I couldn't have, you know, all that. So those people, I mean, it's worth more than it's priceless, right? I mean, in, in, in the purest term of the word, it is priceless to them. There's not an amount of money that could, this knowledge. And so it, it, it's really important for me to, to, to get this out to some people to, to, to try it. Like you said, to test it. Who cares who, what, what other people think? What are your own thoughts, your own inner world, which is so important, which, you know, is devalued nowadays where you've got social media and all the other things. Not that social media is bad in and of itself, but that your attention is distracted to go here, to go there. It's so fractured and it's not enough focus, you know, and that's another thing that's required. And I, I think you would agree is that the amount and your level of focus and concentration that you have over your thoughts, your space, your inner world will amplify your ability to A, visualize something that you uh, think, you know, a world that you want and and also B, to make it happen quicker, more easier in flow and things like that. And and so uh, I, I want to touch on one thing that I think is very good because you you have a lot of videos on this. And I think this is something that just for everybody, it's it's there's it's no way of escaping this. Manifesting money. Uh, you've got plenty of meditations to talk about this. Uh, what is, I guess, to keep it simple, what's the easiest way for someone to manifest a bunch of money? I think that's a, a fair enough question for somebody out there who's saying, "All right, I'll try this," and "All right, whatever, I'll try and make a few bucks." How? Well, let's 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 think about your experience with money and how what what you really want when you say that you want money. Um, and I'm not being a joker saying, oh, you don't need money. Of course you do. We live in a world that we need this money to survive. If we want to expand spiritually, we, we need money. So a lot of times, considering how powerful we are, when I look at somebody that's struggling with money, a lot of times it's based on previous beliefs that money is evil, money is bad, or money is impossible to get. Uh, so, you know, that you meet somebody that's it's, that's poor that wins the lottery, they win the money and they lose it all. Or you meet somebody that desperately wants money and they visualize, but they, they find themselves as a drug dealer making money. And it's always, you know, they get the money, but it's always a little fishy and they feel guilty about it, right? And, or they steal, there's an opportunity. Hey, a purse ends up on the street that I visualize I want some money. I can just steal this and nobody will know, right? So it's, it's always much more complicated because money is energy. And we're talking about receiving energy and how energy works in your world, right? We can imagine getting money and you, you, you get a penny when on the street. And, and that's great because the universe brought you that penny. Um, your heart doesn't know the difference between a penny and, and, and $10,000, right? Um, and, and you can imagine getting money and then you work at a job and it is a nightmare where you, you can't even sleep eight hours. You got to work. Uh, I've had jobs where I had to work like, you know, 19 hours slaving completely at my desk, you know, you know, having to um, enter code or, or, you know, do purchases or do some crap. Right. So people, oh, oh yeah, you can make some money, but you can literally have no life. Right. Um, and, or, or you start to get money and it's great. And then it starts to go down and it sort of dies out. The thing that you wanted to do, mm. it sort of dies out. Right. Um, or you get money from that one source and it's so awesome and you love it so much. And then um, that source is gone and you have nothing else. And so you spend all your time before, like, I hope I don't lose this thing, this one thing, because if this one thing goes away, I don't got anything else. Right. 
Uh, so it's energy. It's energy. How do we receive energy? Do we receive energy from one thing? And do we want a small? Think about it as energy, right? So um, you want to imagine money as flowing to you. Uh, you know, uh, if you ever, you know, uh, there, there's the old story of the of the you know the the kid that goes to the beautiful mountain stream and he tastes the water and it's so refreshing. He loves it so much, and then he scoops up the water and then he goes home and um you know saves it for a couple of days and he drinks it and the water doesn't taste the same, right? Um, you know, money it flows like water and it needs to be fresh. And so you know there are people they they get money and they let it all like they they hold on to it, they hold on to it, and then they start to run out of money, right? So it uh there's a simple philosophy that I've found universal that's that that if you lock into the coordinates of it and understand it, that um, uh, there, there's a reality that we each have and that we start to bring all these dynamics of things that str we struggle with. So first of all, I want to be grateful for the money I have. So I confirm and imagine a world where I am happy and grateful. So I, I'm not sad and, and, and frustrated. I'm happy and grateful and that large sums of money and I imagine large sums of money that come to me, not 10 bucks, a thousand, 2000, 200,000, large sums of money come to me easily. So it's not hard. I don't have to struggle for it easily, effortlessly. I don't have to work super hard on it. It's, you know, some people struggle with that. They, they say, if I'm going to make money, I'm going to grind. I still have that, right? I got to grind, right? So easily, effortlessly, and quickly. And we've all had the experience where, uh, we have that money that's that, that 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 might be coming. Oh, but it's going to take months and months, and eventually you get it. You know, it's like this long drawn out. Maybe somebody's ever gone through a probate or something. It's like this long drawn out legal process to get their money right. So I'm so happy and grateful. Large sums of money come to me easily, effortlessly, and quickly in increasing quantities. I imagine the money that I make is actually increasing. The stocks that I invest in is increasing. The, the money I have in the savings account increasing in increasing quantities from multiple sources. So I imagine that the money I'm receiving is coming from different. I, I have multiple gigs. I mean, I have my book, you know, the, the podcast, I have uh, coaching and, um, it, and this has helped me because when I am in this energy and I'm taking bold action towards this, I might, I might be happy with the money that I'm making from different sources, but I know I need multiple sources. So I continue to look and my mind is still open for other sources. A lot of times people are are doing great, they're prosperous, they have money coming in, and they have other opportunities that are presented to them, and they're like, oh, I'm good, I, I don't need to do it, I'm good. You know, I'm, my mind is still open, because I know that um, uh, multiple sources are, are coming to me, I believe it. So multiple sources um, on a continuous basis, meaning that it doesn't stop, that it doesn't end, that it's happening continuously, um, sometimes I'll say consistently, so that it's consistent, that I don't have to wait every three, six months. It's not, it's consistent. And then I always try to imagine that it's in the best interest of all, right? So I don't want uh, the, the money. I don't want to rob the bank. I, I don't want the money that I'm getting to, to, to disadvantage anybody else or cause any harm to anyone else. So it's in the best interest of, of all with the free will of all, meaning the money I'm making, maybe I... Um, I'm selling shirts and, and, you know, it's not requiring slave trade in China or something that the money I'm making is, is I'm not taking away the free will of anybody and giving it. They're not forced to pay some exorbitant cost to me to survive, right? It's the free will of all. 
And the big thing for me in my own personal money venture, I would get money. I would imagine it, it would come to me and then it would be gone the next day. <laughs> you know, I, I would have like a, a debt that I had to pay and I was so lucky I got the money, but I got to pay that debt and it's gone. Right. So I, I say that I get to keep. And then I imagine that I, when you have enough money and you feel comfortable that you can give money, that means that you're at a true level of prosperity. You feel comfortable so that I get to keep give if you have enough money that you have money flowing to you, you feel like you can spend it. You walk into the restaurant, you want to be, pay everybody's bill. And there's always that moment. Can I buy this? Do I have enough to buy this? I want to be able to spend it. So spend, keep, give, spend and invest. I want to have enough money where there's enough where I can invest it. I don't have to worry about what is going on so I can invest and circulate. So it's, it's, it's flowing like the water we were talking about. And I want to do all these things, keeping and giving and spending and investing and using the money. I want to do it joyfully. I don't want it. I don't want it to be a struggle where I have to go to the accountant and I have to pay these bills. And it's like, there's a part of me that will say, I don't want this money. It's too, it's too difficult. I don't want, I want it to be joyful. And so I, that sounds like a long affirmation. Uh, you know, it's something mm -hmm. that I, I'm going to uh, have, I'm, I'm going to have a, a three week, um, event where we're going to talk about it more, but it is a literal mindset. It is a literal reality. And as I teach it, it's the most amazing thing. Everybody has this reality available to them. And when they open themselves up, money is not as simple as imagining that they're wealthy and getting it. It's imagining all the aspects of money and how it works. You know what I mean? So um, there's money is the core of survival. So there's so many aspects, so many things. So many different things, debts. How do we imagine paying debts off? Uh, you know, that, that can be tough because when you imagine debt, you're going to get more of it, right? So right. this particular way of thinking has allowed me to expand my prosperity. But more importantly, I've seen it help a lot of people in expanding theirs. So once again, I'm so happy and grateful. Large sums of money come to me easily, effortlessly, and quickly in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a consistent on a consistent and continuous basis in the best interest of all with the free will of all that I get to keep give spend invest and circulate joyfully and that's what I continue to affirm and I have affirmations on my channel but it goes beyond that I try to quantum jump into a space where that's happening I try to find the quantum codes for that space I try to imagine it I try to act it out I I walk around my house imagining that it's happening and it works it works and so go beyond just thinking that you need to make a lot of money it's more than that you know what i mean it's so much more than that it's it's your lifestyle and how you integrate with the money and how you use it and how you feel about it and and your beliefs around it and uh, i think it's actually i mean and, and you say oh maybe that's kind of like a long affirmation but i mean if we touch on the things that you mentioned earlier about thoughts and about creating your thoughts mm -hmm. and it's something weird that we don't actually think about the fact that who is guarding your brain and your thoughts? I mean, when you sit around, you watch yeah. something, you watch the news and it, it feeds you, it feeds you absolute shit most of the time, just garbage, <laughs> uh, you know, and these people have decided that that's the news. And why is that the news? How come the, how come the, 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 the people that got saved isn't the news right now? How come it's these people, you know, yeah. uh, that, that, that passed away? Is this, is this, is this presenting any danger to me or is this, how did you guys choose that that's what sh should be force fed into my brain? And so when you start thinking about that, and you say, oh, this is kind of a long affirmation. Well, it's like, what do you really want to fit into your brain? What do you really want to be thinking about? Because that's a question 
I think everyone should actually have. Mm-hmm. Like you have a choice on, you truly do actually have a choice once you decide to be the guardian of your own thoughts. What do you actually want to put there? Exactly. And, and getting detailed is an actual fun part of the process because a lot of times we don't sit to really think about, well, it would be nice to have a lot of money, right? We just talk about money. It's uh, what kind of money from where, from what? Yeah. It would be nice to have a house. Well, it'd be nice to have a house. What kind of house? A house that's made of with cockroaches? Like, right. do you want to be Walter White on Breaking Bad? Because he had a lot of money, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and and you should be able to get straight into the details of that. And there's actually a whole lot of fun about that. And I think it's just a, it's a it's a funny thing. Like you said, the universe likes to play games and stuff like this. It would be so much easier if we could really just completely connect the moment of thought to appearing <clears throat> appearing in your in your life yes and that is hard uh harder let's say because it requires a level of focus uh, clarity within your mind to keeping out things to really know this is the moment i've decided i'm going to move towards uh you know getting sober uh mm-hmm. you know getting a good, good job getting money uh, finding the right relationship this is the moment right there and then moving taking active steps of faith towards that reality right right and what I found so interesting is for some people that have uh, maybe like a, a proclivity towards a materialistic viewpoint of the world, it's like, uh, if it works, I, I I don't understand what would be the the push against it. I know there is a, I mean, the, the, you've probably come up against that, maybe not necessarily because people who come to you are, are the people that are manifesting or kind of just pushing for this and looking for uh, and searching for this. But I'm always interested in in getting people because... The way I can see it now, and this is where I'm—you'll see where I'm, why I'm going like this—is currently the materialistic viewpoint is the predominant viewpoint within, I would say, Western society, more or less, at least mainstream. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a, there's there's definitely some growth uh, happening, uh, I would say, in a, in a whole lot of sectors. But one of your most popular videos is a CIA released document on the Gateway Program, which uh, is from Robert Monroe. This is I mean, we don't have enough time to do a whole oh yeah uh you know thing thing down who he is and and all this stuff but uh i ran into that it was as a declassified document well before it became popular to be bounced around the internet mm-hmm. i i don't know what was going on years and years ago when i just decided i want to check out the uh, you could see there's a cache of declassified documents oh you can use a search bar let me type in this stuff and all these things come so i have all these declassified documents that are really interesting uh <laughs> what what's your current thought on i mean actually i'll just ask you about that just that what did you find most interesting about what the cia considered uh or i believe it was the military possibly i know it's in the cia declassified documents but what was the most interesting thing for you that they had because this is not common knowledge right that well they're confirming you know, on a scientific basis through the research of the monroe institute giving it some credibility that we live in a holographic reality and essentially we can access within you know our consciousness everything that's ever happened so when you read that document remembering that's an old document uh you know you imagine what the you know that this the world that we don't see you know it must be like a marvel type of thing where they can go in and they can they can spy on every country they can they know exactly what's going on because of this level of consciousness so that 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 we can uh remote view uh that, that's the the real big thing i got from that is the legitimacy of remote viewing 
when it's when they focus on it. So they've been probably focused on it for 20 years. They've gotten pretty damn good at it, right? Um, and and, and it, the model that they're using is a physics model for everything I'm talking about. Uh, they're, they're talking about the, the locus of your thoughts and consciousness, excuse me, as being creative, as uh, having an, a way of changing your reality and also as uh, as a field of information that you can access and so i thought it was i thought it was fascinating uh that it gave some legitimacy to that on a scientific level based on um you know experiments and research and the the gateway process that robert monroe developed is very powerful you can use it uh you know like like other meditations as a way of accessing consciousness and using it to explore remote viewing. And um, so I found that interesting. Now, I don't know, th that didn't go into as much detail about manipulating realities and changing them, but it sort of gives you a, a qualified basis to understand the nature of the holographic model. So th that's why I was fascinated with it. It was really, really well written. Sure. Um, you know, I love that form of writing too. Um, if you, if, if you're in the CIA, there's no bullshit like you have on on TV, right? <laughs> they're gonna say this is true, this is not. They're they're gonna evaluate it legitimately with all the misinformation that's out there, and they're gonna give you a legitimate. Th these are the things that I learned. I thought this was legitimate, and that's not with no political um, motivation or underlying. Uh, they're trying to push some um, ideology towards Agenda. you. Those mm -hmm. documents are fascinating. I think that I would be great if more and more people wrote on this as an old debater in college um you, you can as remove yourself and all your beliefs and and your your opinions from it and just and analyze something legitimately for what it is that's why that document resonates with so many people uh you know and that that's what was powerful to me for sure yeah 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 i mean it was just a fascinating thing to just stumble across right yeah. it's not something that you expect to see anywhere but to consider near. it's it's so old can you imagine if they continued on that line what's really going on like there's um but going back to what you said it, it was important you said that the media and tv and and that stuff is also using your power against you it's shifting you into their own accommodated realities uh and a lot of times on a corporate level or uh, there are people that know how this works they know that your thoughts create reality and they will feed you images to, to create the reality they want. Uh, so, you know, they talk about it in my talk about it in my book, the concept of pendulums. Um, the idea is that when, when multiple groups of people think about something, it creates an energetic thought structure. Uh, and you have almost in some cases a conscious living entity, but at, at a minimum, a, a, a structure that, that, that takes energy. So you have pendulums, um, the classic example of the pendulum is, you know, you have a stand in the stands, a hundred thousand people watching a game and somebody miss, misses their free kick, right? They, they throw all that energy down. And, you know, if that energy was truly thrown to that one person, it could destroy him. Where does it go? Where does the extra energy go? Energy doesn't dissipate. So it goes into the structure, right? And this structure, these, there's, there's bunches of a corporation, a political party, even a single individual, family, social unit creates these structures. So if you were to see psychically what's really going on in the environment around you, you would see these energy structures that form almost like waves. So when you become aware of this, um, then you can initially separate yourself 
because you're giving energy to things that want your like vampires almost right so the, the the media wants your energy everybody wants your energy once you separate yourself from this and you can still you can still access this information but you don't give it your energy all of a sudden you have this extra energy that you can use to create the world around you and that is a huge transformative realization for me and many others that become aware of it right you can see on when you turn on TV that it's uh, there's obviously they have their own intentions, their own motivations. They want, you know, and, and the whole world is like that. But once you become aware of it and you rise above it with control of your thoughts, like we talked about at the beginning, then you then suddenly you have this huge burst of energy that you didn't have. You're giving your energy all the time to things around you all the time. Right. You're never going to be able to access pendulums. Eventually, pendulums are going to, you, you know, m my pendulum is the Broncos. You know, like I said earlier, I'll give my little bit of my energy, right. but it's joyfully. I won't give too much. You know, I like my team, right? Mm. There's always going to be some some pendulums you can actually use to your benefit. It will give you energy back. Um, but there are some destructive pendulums that can re re create world wars and, you know, all mm. kinds of things. And those are the ones we need to be aware of. And that's. Um, that that comes with a higher level of consciousness that it naturally occurs as you as you begin to create your reality. Yeah, and what I what I think is really interesting about that uh, is the fact that what it seems to be like, and what I can equate it to, is almost like you're you're leaking. Imagine <laughs> everyone walking around in this constant state of bleeding or leaking. It's exactly. like if you had your car was just leaking out fluid, you're just going to be like, ah, it's fine. Right. It's like we're walking around with cuts and then and just, you know, blood is just coming out, right? We give our blood here. Blowing out. It's just <laughs> all the way. Exactly. All the time. And people are just unaware that that if you just, and, and which is so cool, and I've definitely had this in certain times because like as you, as you can, as we can go ahead and continue to refer to it, a pendulum, right? You get caught up in whether it's someone's drama that's, uh, that's in your in your family or friends or right. giving them their thing. And now they've had a bad day and now you've had this whole in there. You're all up in there business even though they're gone you're still thinking about it all the energy is being sapped away because you can't focus on anything thing else the second that you take control uh you know you take responsibility for your thoughts and your stuff that energy boost is unlike anything you've ever you know really really tr truly had it's nuts you know and i'm a i'm a meditator my mom was a a very big meditator and it took me a while throughout my teens and, and 20s to make it a consistent practice for me and that's the thing that i can definitely equate it to is once you get to that and once that becomes a habit in your life and you realize that the, the meditation starts to now, instead of you, when you're sitting down to be at the only time that you have clarity, when it starts to bleed over into your normal day, when you start to have awareness in a conversation like, hmm, this person isn't saying things that are necessarily helpful for anybody yeah. around them, I should be, you know, I should not accept that and just kind of be on my way and not emotionally attach myself to this stuff. When you start to have that little realization, you realize the the power that's 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 really at your fingertips all the time. If you stop yourself from bleeding, right? Um, you can also bleed. So when even if you're opposing a pendulum, which is people don't understand, you know, you, you how dare you? I'm going to fight against this terrible evil. You're still giving it energy. It doesn't care, right? Your attention is the energy. So if you give your attention to anything. That's the energy. We're naturally going to give energy to stuff throughout the day. But what are you giving your attention to? Uh, and, and another thing we really haven't talked yeah. about uh, that people, I think it's important to understand the way this works, is that everything is, is a reflection of yourself. 
And I know that um, uh, the big awareness, I, uh, I have a friend who has major anger issues and he's just always wanting to get up in a fight all the time. And, you know, so he, he, he got a job at, at like Walmart and the people are coming up trying to start fights at him. You're like, why do people always do this with me, Brian? It's because you are reflecting, you are attracting <laughs> you. people. Right. Every, and so walk out today after you hear this interview and just imagine that everything is just a reflection of you. The people you see are a reflection of you. And how do you change what you see in the mirror? How do you change what you see in the mirror? You do not change it by changing the mirror because the mirror is not going to change. It's always going to be a reflection, right? You got to change what's within you and suddenly everything around you will change. It's the most amazing realization because I've always been trying to change the mirror and the mirror just shows me a reflection of me trying to change it. It doesn't show anything else, right? <laughs> it's so counterintuitive though, yeah. isn't it? Like it's such a hard concept. It's to, so when hard. You, when you grasp that, and you truly understand it, you're, it's, 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 it's mind blowing because you, the, a whole new world opens up into you. Uh, you know, and, and instead of going through life trying to change other people and why are they doing this and why are that done, the second you, you turn it back and turn that, that lens of attention that you've had as an outward focus and turn it back on you and say, what can I do within myself to create a better inside me? And as that starts to happen, everything outside changes. Everything. Absolutely incredible to see. And it's, it's so cool. Just like you, I also will be a student for, my entire life, obviously, yeah. it's it's the best way to, uh, to to go about this approach because every time, looking back, say ten years, uh, looking at the milestones that I've had in my understanding of this type of stuff, every time I reach like I could say, "Wow, this is definite peak." I y- all it ha- all it has to happen is a little bit, a few months, a week, two weeks to be like, "Oh my god, I thought that was something." Right. And when you realize that this is a perpetual growth, <laughs> you know, you're not going to stop. Well, I thought I knew it all too. You know, when I wrote my book, I was clueless when I wrote right. my book. <laughs> right. So I still, exactly. I mean, I, when I wrote my book, I had not really explored Neville Goddard. Wow. That's the amazing thing about it. Right. Yeah. So there's so much more for us to learn. And, you know, another a, a good way to learn is to teach. Um. So, so that that's what I, I and I know that you've learned that through your podcast. Sometimes you learn stuff by trying to teach it. That sounds counterintuitive. It does. But it does. When you just go about trying to teach, you might make a mistake. But you will learn more about something as a learn, you know, learn teacher, teach learner, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And um, yeah, this is this has been awesome. Uh, we will obviously we'll link. What we'll do is we'll link definitely, obviously, to your book, to your pod, to the podcast, to the YouTube channel, to all the stuff. That's all going to be there. So if you guys are watching this, you guys know where it is in the description box on YouTube. Uh, and if you're just listening, it's in the show notes. Um, and we will link to your video that goes over the, the uh, CIA declassified document. I think you did a great job of breaking that down. So I think definitely check that out guys as well. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, and so, yeah, is there anything else going on that you want to throw out there for people? No, I mean, thank you for having me on. It's an honor to, you know, to, to get a chance to, to speak with your, your followers and, and, and I wish you the very best and I'll keep an eye out for you and um, keep kicking ass, man. And thank you for coming on late. I know we have a total time zone difference and I appreciate you, um, you know, being flexible enough to come on with me late. So thank you. No worries. No worries. Glad to do it. Well, definitely have to do it again. By the way, oh, this will be a perfect time to close it. I'm from Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the, the, the <laughs> NFL's greatest football team ever. <laughs> With Mahomes, Mahomes looks Mahomes looks unstoppable, and um, I'm horrified Always. that I have to watch Mahomes for 
20 more years <laughs> forever I oh my god it's gonna be around Please, forever with the, oh my god especially if yeah you, with with brady what brady's doing he's looking at brady being like oh okay so we don't have to stop it 40 like he's gonna go to 50 so you watch the do you watch the bronco game last night or did you hear about it on the news i haven't seen it's too late for me i mean i got my friends hilarious oh my god okay they fumbled it like like three times on um i'm on the goal line you know what i'm saying like they lost yeah, yeah. by one point yeah they yeah. tried to kick a 64 yard field goal to win the game <laughs> oh god oh, why god. oh god when, you know how yeah, your team okay. always does the weirdest stuff that's 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 my you know my team that's what you feel yeah, yeah. but the chiefs um <laughs> there's a there's a karma in all sports i know you know what i'm saying and, sure. and the chiefs yeah, struggled yeah. without a quarterback for so long they're just they're just realizing the karma of all that bad quarterback play um it exactly, built up like they got exactly. the perfect quarterback right i mean they had like 20 years of no yeah. good quarterback right so oh it was forever <laughs> it was forever yeah basically my entire youth that was it. Yeah, I, I we lived were, in we Topeka. Got- Col- I went to school in Col- Topeka. Okay, and and they love the they nice. they love the Chiefs back then. So they've always had the support. So. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to win like yeah, yeah. 12 Super Bowls, and I'll be throwing up every time. Oh, we definitely got some coming <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, man. Right. Well, listen, awesome. We'll link out to this. I really appreciate. it. We'll definitely have to do it uh, again. And uh, thanks Thank just once again for coming, man.